fundado Hello Hello. Uh, I am Foster, uh, also known as Autopilot. Uh, I'm glad that Sandy's going to get some more nicknames. Uh, I can't wait. Sandy Kate. And, um, I know a lot of producers, if you want to start doing music too, uh, we'll get you out there. I think it's a whole new market for uh, elderly white women to start doing hip hop. <laughs> we could, uh, If you build it, they will come. I've always heard that. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm excited to be here. I thank you guys uh, for the invitation. I wanted to come last year, um, but um, we all experienced the pandemic together. Uh, so uh, unfortunately, I, I couldn't make it. Uh, we had some scheduling conflicts. Uh, couldn't get a mask, guys. I'm sorry. That's why I didn't come. Um, but I also had a baby last year. Um, Thank you, thank you very much. Uh, her name is uh, Josie Simone. She is the most beautiful thing I've ever had a hand in creating. Um, um, she came 90 days early. Um, so we were in the hospital for 90 days, uh, and uh, we were at St. Mary's uh, NICU, uh, which is over Grand Rapids, and it's like one of the smaller, smaller NICUs. And um, every day for 90 days, um, is wild, and especially like when you, you couldn't have the camaraderie that you would normally have with a, with a NICU. They normally do reunions for NICU babies and all that as well. And uh, you know, we're there, you have to have a mask on. There were so many protocols into seeing my baby every day. I had, I had like 13 people I had to see before I could see my kid every day, and then 13 more before I could leave the hospital, right? Because like you had to, you had to sanitize, they got to check your temperature. Uh, they're looking at you and like, bro, you got a temperature? You got a cough? Anything? And they, you know, people looking at you weird. If you coughed in the elevator, all of a sudden everybody got back to the end. And uh, you know, so there, there was a, there was a lot of that. And um, uh, I definitely think it made me a more patient person. Um, there are times when I want to just be like, man, if you don't get out of my face, man, the smile's gonna go away. But um, you know, I'm happy for it. I'm happy she's still here. Um, the journey is. Uh, definitely made me more appreciative. Um, so, a little bit about me. Uh, grew up in Muskegon. I was born in Detroit. Uh, went to school in Muskegon. Um, I've spent all my time up and down uh, 96 between Muskegon and Detroit. If somebody tells me where they're from, I can usually guess the exit. Um, and, uh, you know, writing is what got me here in front of you guys. Um, I had two teachers. One's named Miss Rapp. I don't see her in here, but I still talk bad about her anyway. Uh, she's about this tall. She looked like a squirrel. And uh, she didn't really um, push me into to writing, right? She didn't uh, um, hype me up the way that she could have. But then I had a teacher that did. His name was Robert Gibner, um, one of the most amazing teachers. Um, he pushed me. He, uh, he told me, man, you can, you can be an excellent writer one day. Um, so, um, between the two of them, I'm here now in front of you. Uh, I'm happy for that. Um, and let me go into some poems. Um, I talked about my baby girl, so I'll give you a poem about her. And like, um, I don't know if you remember Robin Williams in the movie Hook, but he was like, yo man, 
his kids was the one that made him fly, right? That was the happy thought. That is my happy thought. It's like thinking about Josie, man. She's like, she's thriving. She is terrorizing everything. Uh, I, saw, I called her the other day. I was like, man, that is my terrorist sunshine right there. Um, and uh, man, gets my heart moving every time. Um, baby girl, are you going to call me dad? G, foster, father, papa, paw, daddy, pops, pop, pop. Baby girl, call me yours. Call me anytime. Call me anything except for absent. You, Josie Simone, are my miracle. Everything about you is exceptional. I don't care who notices my bias. It's in my smile. I wear it proudly. It's in my eyes as I stare at you. It's magnified by the tears I shed seeing you every day, not in the NICU. I can admit that I cry every day, especially when I see your keloids from all the needles that touch you, that continue to touch you. I hold back from swinging on doctors and nurses that make you cry only because I think they are trying to help you. Heck yeah, I wear my heart on my sleeve and it's decorated like the tattoo I have in your name. The sleeve on these arms wrap you in love every day. It's been less than five that I haven't seen you, nick you and all. Baby girl, you have a smile that the universe made. People space out when you share it. The sun competes with your eyes. I can never tell which one is brighter. When you were born, you screamed, but it was more like a squeak, your nickname that I call you, a squeak, <laughs> the nickname that I call you. You have uh, weird toes, but they're pretty. You have one curl, but it's beautiful. You have stinky poops, like you're going to make your father puke kind of poops. You make duck lips and a surprise face when you have to poop, and sometimes when you pee, I think that you're trying to get me. You smear food and your bottle all over me, and I don't understand when I have 50 burp cloths. You hate needles, and amoxicillin makes you projectile vomit. We learned that one very, very hard. Uh, the way it happened, like uh, they give you that little little syringe, you know, and then like you put it in, and like, she's like, oh, okay. <clears throat> and uh, that happened every, every time for probably like the whole week, and then she ended up having to get a shot. Uh, so we had to learn that the hard way. That wasn't in the, the parental manual. Um, <laughs> you also look like a rotisserie chicken at birth. <laughs> you always lay your head close to my irregular heartbeat. You were one pound, 8.9 ounces, and you had to go under the blue light. Baby girl, since the beginning, you've been rare. See, I named you after my grandfather, but you are your own entity. You came into this world three months early, but on time, fighting. You made bad days a small problem. You left the NICU and came home to a parade. You got my family talking again. You got me to quit smoking. You made a grandma get her license again. You made Stella a big sister. She can get you to smile. You made your mother have two girls. She can make you laugh out loud. Sometimes I get jealous because I am the funnier parent. See, you turn my sister into an aunt. You make my mother call every day to check on you, baby girl. You are life-changing. You bring everyone together. I could go on and on about you, and I will, because you made me a father, and I want to be a great one, and then a grandfather. I promise I'll be the best. Thank you. Um, um, I, talk a lot about, uh, I talk a lot about family. Um, and I talk a lot about race relations. Um, I feel like I am the product of both. Um, I grew up in Muskegon and Detroit, uh, and in Detroit, I grew up on the east side. Uh, the place is called Chandler Park, right in the area where I grew up at. 
and uh, it's known for being a hard place. Uh, some of the, the best individuals that I know is from that area. I'm still friends with them to this day that I met when I was a kid playing in Detroit. I still have friends in Muskegon to this day. I can just call um, people that I went to elementary school right now from my cell phone and like I realize like a lot of people burn bridges and I've always tried to be uh, a connecting bridge. Um, and the other thing I love is the truth. So when I write about uh, race relations or family, I always try to write about the truth. Um, this next piece is called uh, Rope-A-Dope and it's one of the truths that I learned um, growing up and, and that's still here with us today. <clears throat> Blue, black, and red, purple. Blue, black, and red, purple bruises form together in a symmetrical pattern like picnic blanket squares. Dark, darker, dark, then darker. I'm remembering things resembling your childhood scissors. The colors cut deeply into the next skin. The rope that burned left way more than three degrees. Ain't no telling how many of us could have been doctors. The noose that sealed the carcass like a bow on your favorite nigga, a silenced one, the next dead one. The rope that burned left trauma, left regret, taught fear, instilled it into your next akin. Did the dirty demons work to perfection, stole life, took from families, friends, and communities. Gave back to nature, though. These brown, shook, bleeding shells already watered from the tears of the recently deceased or the mournful. Grave or garden, grave or garden, we ain't never been turnips unless it's missing. See, the rope tied together all the years of torture, hate, binds together a long history of strange fruit. They paraded us, marched us to graves, got us above the cities like Batman signal, got us in the trees like a stick up. They bred us, big gamed us like trophies, hunted us for sport, different beautiful hues glowing from the torches they carried, probably during the most grandiose cascading colored cloud ballet of sunset that you will never forget. Your last. It's like God's looking right at you just for a second, and if you're careful, you can look right back and then realize, forget Ricky Fitz and whoever's American beauty or dream this is. They hung us like chandeliers until our light no longer shined. They Emmett tilled us, and then tilled us imminently into the soil, worked us to the bone. If you think about it, their actions put us back into the same boat. Speaking of boats, where are your slave ships? Your history books like to brag and boast. How is you quiet now, not showboating? Those same ropes that hoisted sails, family crests, company banners, Confederate flags, hatred helps lift your flammable crosses. It's crazy to think that ropes back in the day was made of hemp, still hanging us, 25 to life in us, charging us for being us, rope of doping us. Thank you. Um, but that piece is kind of crazy seeing like, you know, they're calling it the green gold rush now. And then still like there are no, my, there's only one minority cannabis business in, that's about to be in Grand Rapids. I'm not even sure of Muskegon or Grand Haven or anything that's going around, but you know, there's still so many people in prison uh, from a medicinal plant. And you know, am I a huge proponent of it? No, but is, it, is, it, is there a difference between right and wrong? Always. Um, so we need to um, be the right and be on the right side of history going forward when it comes to hemp, marijuana, anything like that. Um, we just want us to get on the other side of it. Um, so I'm going to do two more pieces for you guys. Uh, 
This one is called uh, Actor, and it's about, like, I like to talk a lot about family and, and um, you know, the truth. Um, this is my cousin uh, in Chicago. He was, a, he was a drug dealer, and I knew that, but uh, I still looked at him as my family, and here's this piece about him. <clears throat> I never asked him his part. It was typical of the typecasted black male character, and this role never got an Oscar, only underpaid individuals to poorly perform landscaping duties in between the headstones. I visited him once while he was in college. He gave me my first pair of Jordans and a bunch of worn once fly designer clothes and $400 for counting 20,000 in singles. The thing about drugs is that they always create something, right? A hero and an enemy, a worse neighborhood or a way out, a car wash or an empire, the stockholders or an inmate, a dead relative, a broken relationship, a single parent, a grieving family, a son you could count on, a placeholder for a bullet, always a demand where there's a supply, a buyer and a seller, a pusher and a user, the war on drugs, a 20-year war in Afghanistan, the billionaire sacked with family. But where I'm from, where my cousin was from, cocaine, heroin, and guns didn't grow nor magically manufacture. They don't have commercials saying, just ask your doctor if this product will work for you. See, the difference between Busted Magazine's Mug of the Week and Forbes' Businessman of the Year is the attorney fees. A new booming economy slapping the faces of those behind bars for the same thing, but I never judge the cover. This book, so full of life and mistakes, joy, hard breaks, jail stays. So what, he was the street type. To me, he was the cornerstone, the fundamental piece that no matter the circumstance, he always belonged. See, I've never seen someone take fractions like those quarters, make them whole, ounces to pounds. When I saw my cousin, mathematician and magician were interchangeable. I just wish this book and this role and character didn't end like most drug tales do in death with an unsolved murder and someone else being a character that only awards them dirt being thrown on top of them and a headstone that says gone too soon. I wish this book said that I got my cousin to change his ways, that I turned his ill-gotten gains into a way out instead of his cousin read a beautiful poem at his funeral. Thank you. How am I doing on time? Good? Um, man, so I'm going to do a heavy one, and then I'm going to do a light one. Uh, this heavy one is called uh, Children's Book, and it will actually be a book uh, in the next couple months. Um, I'm trying to get everything out when I turn 40 before the midlife crisis sets in, um, <laughs> because I decided to wait until I was almost 40 to have my first kid. And uh, nobody told me about the teething and the diapers, how they, they go together, and uh, like, um, yeah, man. A lot of you guys are liars when it comes to, <laughs> comes to parenthood. Um, you're like, oh, it'll be great, man. Like, uh, a lot of times we, we say, man, you're lucky, you're cute. Um, I always tell my baby, I'm like, I'm getting in shape just enough to give you a roundhouse later on in life. Uh, get my leg pretty high now. Um, so the, but this piece is uh, called Children's Book. Um, it took a while. Um, like writing is very therapeutic. It is not therapy by any means. Go, please go see a professional licensed therapist. Um, but writing is very therapeutic. Uh, I always consider writing a, a mirror. If you want to know how you're doing, uh, write about how bad you're doing uh, and then put a date on it. And then a week from now, you can look back and see if you're still feeling that same way. Uh, a month, a year, a decade. Like when you go back to writing, that is exactly how you were feeling at the time. Um, so if you want to see your growth, 
write it down. You want to see um, your failures? Write it down. You can see it. And be like, oh, man, here's a checklist. You didn't do anything on your checklist. So, uh, um, but even when you talk about family and, and friends, like, you know, write it down. Because um, then you can see how far you've come. Um, and this, this piece always lets me know how far I've come. No children's book has ever started off when dad got sick that I can think of. Not the Berenstein Bears, Goosebumps, Highlights for Children, Tiki Tiki Timbo, No Saw Rimbo, Chari Baruchi, Pip Perry Pimbo, nothing. In fact, that book didn't even have a father, only the old man to see. I had a father. He was strong and black. A husband, a brother, a cousin, a friend, an uncle, a neighbor, a provider, a protector, a hustler, a godfather, and a listener. He was also a diabetic dealing with pills and strokes, defibrillators, heart attacks, depression, anger, sadness, cigarettes, low potassium, leg cramps, surgeries. He had a bad equilibrium like a broken seesaw, water weight issues and amputation, and here I am reflecting back on my kid-friendly education instead of how my life changed because my fathers did. So let me write a real version of my book on life I can't draw, but picture this as the beginning. I knew something was wrong when my mother answers the phone, tired as she always is, half sleep, half drowsy, but awake enough to say, <clears throat> but awake enough to make sure my sister and I didn't set the house on fire while cooking dinner. Hello, she said, followed by her legs giving out like kicking a chair from underneath you, slumping into her favorite napping place, breathless in shock, whispering, oh God, no, I'm leaving now. It's hard to hear your mother say, help me up, crutch, I mean son. See, no children's book ever started off when my father was misdiagnosed for cerebral palsy instead of stroke. No book ever started off with when my father's cane turned into a walker and then into rolling circular legs. No book ever started off when my father could no longer take the stairs to see me perform. No book ever started off with when I had to change my father's diaper or how many different ways I could show him how to tie a tie now. See, no book ever started off with why is my father's face sagging? And no book would tell you how I used Bazooka Joe bubblegum to strengthen my father's jaw muscles into a smile, into the words, I love you, I'm okay, and the doctors, wow, you're improving rapidly. See, I don't know the book that would tell you that from 1497 Burton Road in Muskegon, Michigan, to 100 Michigan Street Northeast in Grand Rapids, Michigan, that 1,929 seconds is the time that it takes to stop dinner, get in a car, and race to Butterworth Hospital. 1929 is also significant because it was the start of my family's depression and economic hardships and how we battled to stay afloat. And no children's book will ever tell you how your hands will continue to tremble when you hold needle-like objects like a pen, your passion, your escape, and how you'll flash back to the last morphine shot you gave your father while holding his hands as he passed, looking into your eyes as the defibrillator constantly electrocutes his failing heart. Be no children's book ever shared such intimate, devastating memories like P, beep, T, beep, S, beep, D, beep. But I will always love and remember my father reading them no matter how much they didn't prepare me. Beep, I love you. Beep, goodbye. Beep, flatline. Thank you. Um, do this last one, man, and I'm gonna get out of your hair. But I, I just want to thank you guys for uh, being here. And like I said, man, I, I love talking about my family. And then there, there's always an upside when, when you talk about your family. Um, uh, the upside is is that um, sometimes you can't choose your family. Sometimes you can. Um, 
And same thing for friends. Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. Uh, but eventually your friends become family. Uh, and I think all of you guys here have now become my family. So I just want to say thank you for that. Um, and this piece is uh, it's called Gray. Um, <clears throat> New pad, same old dad, stuck in his ways. I write to take the pains away, quality try, I fail, I can't stop these tears streaming down her face. Mascara runs, it smears and fades, there's a beautiful smile behind the charades, but now it's gone, gone away. Please come back to your baby boy, that woman that raised me amazing joy. Misindependent and self-employed to refrain your love is a selfish ploy, I guess I characterize myself as still your little boy. Inside this man, let's all pray. Close your eyes, give me your hands. Everything will be okay soon, you understand. One day, it'll be okay soon, you understand. Sister, I'm your brother, nobody else. You know I love you, know we struggle. Someday, I trust you just calm down because we smile even though we're hurt. When things look bad, remember, it could be worse. But through these dark times come brighter days. And in the meantime, we live in gray. Verse 2. Pops, I curse you. You know we hurt too. Drinking and selling, smoking and yelling. Over the top, you're still a good parent. It's a parent. 30 years of marriage. You got sick. She ain't leave. She love hard work. Rolled up her sleeves. Everything is perfect, but you're perfect for me. King can't fall. Protected by queen. Then more than I'm right. Y'all had me. Slipped a bit. Got back on team. Excelled in school. Surpassed your dreams. I'll be Joe Clark. Just lean on me. It was hard at first, but it works for me. Bills passed due, so I hit the streets. I know it hurt, but you're a family. My sister, Kendra, my mom's my pops. The three of y'all is all I got. Bad decisions I make or not, I'm a son of a gun, so I took my shots. You can make me heal, but can't make me stop. Please believe in what you want, family, but you're never going to need because we smile even though we're hurt. When things look bad, remember, it could be worse, but through these dark times come brighter days, and in the meantime, you're living gray. Mom, relax a while. You found your smile. Inch by inch, you went those miles. Even made yourself sick, it's getting wild. Both parents sick, but how's their child or their hearts? You can help, you don't know that art. Going to pieces, just falling apart. You're on autopilot and you shouldn't go that far. In hospital chairs asleep with cold sheets for whole weeks. Stomach can't eat all those cold meats. Now your whole soul can go in weak. Then you start to see that glimpse of H-O-P-E in the sense of we are a family. If one of us is hurt, then we all bleed. And the opposite is true when the situation improves. And that prayer you said is making God look cool. And you thank him again because the dark cloud have been removed. But the family is stronger now because of you. And that messed up gray is replaced with a sky blue. And the sunshine is smooth to C3 and this community. That was for you. Thank you very much. Thank you.